The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler show you what it takes to become a top 10% performer in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Rowan Nadler, and my co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, is on the line. And Kathy and I are your leadership development coaches. We have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. And we always have very uh, different and entertaining and interesting guests. And today we have Courtney McAvinta. Now, Courtney is the founder and CEO of Respect RX. She is an award-winning journalist, an author, a speaker, and a coach who has reached more than a million teens and adults through her work, including programs, trainings, and she has a best-selling book, which we'll talk about, that's titled Respect, A Girl's Guide to Getting Respect and Dealing When Your Line is Crossed. Uh, It won the uh, IPP Award and also the iParenting Award, so I'm very interested in this. Uh, I have a daughter who is... uh, 13, and my wife and I have a lot of conversations about, you know, helping her develop and you know, deal with the world, so very interested in, in hearing what Courtney has to say. And, you know, Kathy and I always want to bring you the best in current leadership topics, interviews with proven leaders, and provide evidence-based best practices to help you develop more leaders in your organization. Kathy, welcome to the call. Thanks, Relly. It's a, a real privilege for me today to have a friend join us to talk about a very I would say, exciting opportunity for our listeners to learn about how to create leaders using the skills of the young women that um, that they have, I guess, come to love and know over the years, but haven't really thought about how to craft them into leaders. And I know Courtney's program certainly spans across uh, males and females, but we're going to focus on girls today. One of the things, of course, you know as our listeners that Relly and I always bring to you in all of our programs is something about leadership, and today you're certainly going to learn about it. And we know that leaders are, as you know, the heartbeat of any organization. But most leaders will, well, they tend to underestimate just how much influence they have on the company. And as a result, they can underperform. And their teams can underperform as a result. But, you know, doing just a few things differently can make a big difference in your bottom line. And today we're going to talk about gender and generation differences. We're going to talk about work-life balance practices. We always like to talk about strategies for self-management tools and emotional intelligence and positive psychology strategies that are really sweet spot, and certainly about how uh, to develop more leaders in your company, and this is all about future leaders today. And then sometimes we like to talk a little bit about what happy companies know about performance, and certainly creating Respect Rx is a prescription for happiness regardless of where you land. So today's going to be an exciting program, and we're really happy to have Courtney with us. Well, thanks, Kathy. And let me tell you, uh, 
can tell our audience a little bit about just some of the evidence-based uh, research that we know, and then we'll get into uh, talk more with Courtney. So on Leadership Development News, we talk about leaders. And the reason we talk about leaders is we know that leaders have 50 to 70% influence over the climate of their team. And the reason is, one of the key reasons is emotions are contagious, and the leader is the emotional thermostat for the team. So if they are uh, stressed out, hot, irritated, a lot of their team is going to be stressed out. They'll be irritated. If the leader is calm, cool, collected, often their team is going to be that way. And one of the goals is to try to get someone into the top 10%. And we know one of the key factors of getting in someone in the top 10% are these emotional intelligence competencies. Well, why the top 10%? It really is a sort of a, a tipping point. When you get someone into the top 10%, they are twice uh, as productive to the bottom line or revenue of the organization as managers in the 11th to the 89th percentile. So getting them to do a few things differently, we like to call these micro-initiatives, can create these macro-impacts. And we know training is always um, helpful in organizations and productivity, but if you add coaching, so all three of us on the line are coaches, you can enhance productivity by 88%. And we also know that you can increase performance in organization by as much as 77% while increasing your life and professional satisfaction by as much as 50% with coaching. And if you want more information about Kathy, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, her website is www.h2cleadership for her happiness books, and she has a new one that just came out, her tools, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching services. And if you want more information from me, Dr. Riley Nadler, my website is www.truenorthleadership for emotional intelligence tools, some free EI assessments, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching boot camp. So, Kathy, maybe you can tell us about how you... How you met Courtney, and then a little bit more about uh, her. Well, you know, it's it's funny. We meet people in this lifetime, and um, sometimes we just get this automatic chemical reaction, like, I want to know more about this person. And about two years ago, uh, maybe a little less, Courtney and I met at the Pennsylvania Governor's Conference for Women that was held in Pittsburgh, and she was one of those bright um, I want to say lights, bright lights, a beacon um, in the group. And as you know, um, Raleigh, we've been promoting the Pennsylvania Governors Conference for Women, which just happened in September. And they have that conference every year. It's, it's sponsored by the Pennsylvania Commission for Women, Leslie Stiles and our governor. And um, it was a, a brilliant opportunity for me to understand how to create leaders for the future. Uh, Courtney specializes in a very, I want to say, strategic uh, niche in the market of leadership development, and she is the founder and CEO of RespectRx, which is a leadership program focused on teens. She is an award-winning journalist, as you said, an author, a speaker, and a coach who has reached more than a million teens and adults through her work, including programs, trainings, and best-selling book. She, um, she calls her book Respect, A Girl's Guide to Getting Respect and Dealing when your line is crossed. I love that. There was a whole show this week on Dr. Phil teaching young women using the American Girl uh, as an example, the American Girl doll series as an example. Courtney, I'm sure you'll want to talk a little bit about that, how to create boundaries because getting respect is so important in today's world given the challenges we face as, as, as we watch our young folks grow up. But throughout Courtney's tumultuous teens herself, she dealt with many of the same issues 
that many of our children and youth face today. And from self-doubt and negative body image to, well, I guess risky choices and some potential high school dropout situations and confusion about her multiracial identity, she has come through and helped others find their way. Her hardworking family also struggled for respect amid substance abuse, incarceration, violence, poverty, and racism. And like many, Courtney fought to find respect without a compass or a clue, and then discovered it was all within her, all within her all along. Today, that is her message to people everywhere. Respect is always within our reach because true respect starts on the inside. As an expert on teens and women, Courtney has been featured on CNN, ABC, Fox News, Public Radio, the uh, MSNBC organization, and in USA Today, Cosmo Girl, Teen People, Teen Vogue, Mothering Glamour, and so many more. I can't even go into the list here. She's also been featured as a role model in the books The Quarter Lifer's Companion and Cool Women Hot Jobs. Having been in online media for more than a decade, Courtney formerly was editorial director of the groundbreaking and, I guess, Webby-nominated online radio network, Chick Click. And additionally, her articles have been published by the Washington Post, the Huffington Post, the Associated Press, Daughters, Common Sense Media, Wired News, Business 2.0, and again, many, many others. She's a devoted advocate. She is one of those people who has trained and led events and, and programs for thousands of teens and adults across the country at both women's conferences and special events such as the Democratic National Convention. And she's partnered with organizations such as Girls, Inc., the YMCA, Omega Institute Team Camps, the National Campaign to Prevent Teen and Unplanned Pregnancy, the Girl Scouts of the USA, and the Dove Self-Esteem Fund. She is on the National Board of Girls for a Change, which is an advisory board for the Bay Area, um, I guess it's the Bay Area Girls Rock Camp. And uh, we are delighted uh, to have Courtney with us. Uh, she has degrees in journalism from, from San Francisco State, where I'm headed off to tomorrow. And she um, does a lot of training uh, and uh, works with the Coaches Training Institute. So we're just thrilled to have you today. Courtney, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Well, Courtney, I, I'm definitely interested in hearing more uh, what you have to say. And one of the things that we, we always want to do is just get a little bit more um, input and context for the person is to talk a little bit about who's been most influential for you in your life, in your career, and may have uh, shaped some of your thinking about some of your work you do today. My my very first influence, like a lot of people, has been my family, um, and and not necessarily always from a positive perspective. You know, one of the biggest drivers of the work I do is coming from a place of growing up in a home where there were things going on like domestic violence and addiction and a lot of disrespect that held, you know, my parents and my siblings and I back from thriving. So my early um, influences, like a lot of leaders, really came more out of the rubble Mm -hmm. (laughs) of life. Um, And then from there, you know, I was really fortunate to find um, mentors first in my journalism career and now, um, later in life, you know, definitely um, I have an amazing coach that I've personally worked with for two and a half years um, that guides me in making bold decisions and stepping into my own leadership. And also, um, more recently, um, just being influenced by people like uh, Lynn Twist. I don't know if you've heard of her. She wrote an amazing book called The Soul of Money. 
And what I love about her is she's just influencing um, me, you know, staying um, in sufficiency and using all my resources to get really high-impact work done. So, Courtney, tell us a little bit about how you got the idea for this company and how did you start a company focused on teens and leadership specifically for teens? um, The whole respect journey all started um, when I was editorial director at Chicklick, and that was more than, you know, 10 years ago now. And we were just getting all of these emails from girls about all of the really hard things they were going through from eating disorders to bullying to negative and dating violence-based relationships, um, you know, you name it. And they were also facing some new challenges that we hadn't gone through as teens. We were about in our mid-20s then. And so another woman and I got this idea of, you know, what, what was the deciding factor for us? How did we, you know, turn our lives around from having really tough teen, teenhoods um, to being um, women leaders? And the, really the cornerstone was self-respect. And so we thought, you know, we would love to write a guide for girls on how to respect themselves and how to create a respectful world. And so it really started with the book. And then from the book, I started doing some workshops. And I just realized that that's really what I love. I love writing, but even more so, I love coaching and working um, with girls in person. And now, one of the things that you do that's a little bit different than the, I want to say, the mainstream women's conferences is you cater to an audience that doesn't necessarily have the access to the kinds of resources that you provide. So how do they get how do they get access to you? And before you answer that question, I'm going to give you a chance to think about it. And we're going to go to a break, and we'll be right back. We're talking to Courtney McAventa, and this is Leadership Development News. So come right back. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. 
Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women Nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's healthy people to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with uh, Courtney McAvinta and... Before the break, we were just talking about your book, uh, Respect, and Kathy was was asking about, given you're working with teens, they may not always have the the amount of money to go to any kind of workshop and things that they would like to, you know, more as, as adults would. So how do people get access to you, Courtney? We focus on reaching uh, teen advocates. So whether that be a school or, you know, some of the national organizations we work with, like the Girl Scouts, we um, bring advocates together, and they will either bring in our Respect Rally program, which is one of the cornerstone programs we do, which is like a summit for teens, or our biggest focus in 2009-2010 is we actually train advocates to deliver our programs on their own mm. through a curriculum guide. So, you know, we really want to have high impact, and the people who are already working with teens, we want to bring them this self-respect to their leadership programs, and we do that through training and curriculum guides. Now, one of the things that um, I know you are very proud of, obviously, in, in all the work that you're doing, is this book called Respect. How, I mean, how did you get the material? Where did you come up with the idea to focus on teens, and, and how did you, you know, really create this finite set of workshops and programs that you're now doing? You know, it really started organically from my own life. The teens were such a turning point for me. I mean, I really was on the road to destruction in my teens. And what helped me kind of take a detour from that was following my passions and learning to respect myself and set more boundaries. So from there, we came up with these things called the respect basics, which are really, you know, these life rules that you can live by. And that's what we folded into all of the workshops. And it's just really happened... um, by, you know, trial and error, trying things with teens that work. Um, like you, I'm a trained coach, so our workshops are very experiential. You know, we want to get it into their bones, <laughs> this self-respect stuff. And so um, that's really how we kind of evolved from the book into workshops. And for the book, you know, at that time, um, I was a journalist, and so we interviewed hundreds of girls um, for their own life experience and tips for the book. And then we also interviewed 
many um, experts, you know, from therapists to psychologists to coaches um, to get their perspectives just so we could really round out this strong set of respect basics that would work for everybody. Now, the, the respect basics, tell me if I have them correct. Tell your truth. Know you're valuable. Follow your passions. Trust your gut. Set boundaries. Speak up. Be compassionate and listen. Get help and spread respect. Those are the basics. So maybe um, we could have you tell us a little bit about some of those. Sure. Yeah, maybe one of them. The first one is tell your truth. That would be that would be interesting for our listeners. Yeah, you know, that's a relatively new one. We used to just have seven respect mm. basics, and what we really realized was a big component of teens and adults getting on what we call the road to respect was telling their truth, and that really means, you know, being honest about who you are and what you've been through. You know, a big part of healing from disrespect, which every single person we've worked through has been through some form, some more severe than others, a big part of their recovery and becoming a social change agent is to talk about it. So that's where Tell Your Truth comes from. Now, one of the um, things that we were just talking about in my introduction to you is setting boundaries. And, really, I know you have a 13-year-old. I'm helping Tim on this end raise a 12-year-old and a 15-year-old. And I know that's a huge issue for for girls. How, How do you set them on a path of setting boundaries and speaking up? Well, first of all, you know, we want to connect them with what is setting boundaries anyway, and they always know. So part of our work is to have them first and foremost define the basics for themselves, and they always have these amazing definitions, so they totally get it on the inside. And then we want them to connect what does setting boundaries have to do with your future and what you really want in life and all of your dreams and all of your passions, because that seems to motivate them more, of course, than like fear, you know, setting boundaries out of protecting yourself. So um, from there, we give them just some techniques on how do you set boundaries. Well, first of all, know what you want, you know, know what your values are, and trust your gut during that process, which is the basic right before that. And then that a lot of boundaries have to be spoken. You know, we can't just keep them as secrets inside of us. We have to tell people, this doesn't work for me, or I'm not going to go there with you because I have a soccer game tomorrow. You know, so we want them to practice that and then just notice what happens. How do they feel about themselves after? How do they feel about their choices? So during our programs, we have them give us some disrespect dilemmas that they're going through, primarily in their relationships like friendships or if they're already dating or even their family. And then we have them play some games where they practice setting assertive boundaries. So it sounds like a lot of the boundaries are about real-life issues that they'd be dealing with. Someone wants them to do drugs. Uh, Someone wants them to be... Uh, more sexually uh, promiscuous. Um, is, is that kind of a lot of those things and kind of drawing the, drawing the boundaries of where they're at? You got it. I mean, those are the scenarios. Those are the exact kind of the scenarios that come up. Basically, a lot of things around pressure, uh-huh. outside pressure, um, including, um, you know, one of the things we talk to them about is that, you know, setting boundaries is not just about keeping people out. It's about letting people in. It's about creating healthy relationships. And letting people get to know you a little bit better. And if they really want to be friends with the real you, you know, they will respect your boundaries and vice versa. I mean, we talk to them about the mutual respect piece of boundaries, too. One of the things that I find fascinating about your work is it really does lay the groundwork for being a leader, a true leader, in the sense of being able to be a person who can take yourself or your organization you know, into a direction that becomes successful. And one of the questions I have burning right now is, which respect basic does every leader 
need to practice daily, regardless of whether they're boys or girls, teens, uh, you know, kind of grown or on their way to a successful career, whether they're leaders, you know, of their team sport or leaders in their school or what, what is it that you know every leader needs to practice? Definitely get help. And that's one that resonates really across the genders, and that's one that all um, of our teen leaders, when we do a, a session about what they need to work on, that's usually the number one basic that they identify that they need to work on. So that can be getting help with, you know, things that are holding you back. But more importantly, as leaders, we need to get help to create social change. You know, we can't do anything alone. So if we want to, if I'm a student leader at a school and I want to create a more of a respectful school and stop bullying, I'm going to need a lot of allies to do that work. I'm not going to be able to do that alone. So we like them to look at getting help not only from their self-care perspective and taking care of themselves and getting what they need to thrive, but also getting help to spread change. And I know at all levels working with, with leaders, a lot of times we like to talk about you know some of these key uh, learning statements that, that aren't said in organizations. So taking this, what you're saying, from teens even into uh, organizations. And one of them is, I need help. Another one is, I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Another one is, I don't know. I mean, all those, if you're not saying those yourself, you're not learning. And it sounds like that you're saying, Courtney, you know, these are critical that they're not going to grow. Yeah, and, and that goes hand in hand with be compassionate. You know, we talk to the anyone we're working with about, you know, um, being compassionate is not only about being a great listener and connecting with other people, which we know a key secret ingredient to being a great leader is connection. Mm-hmm is how are you connecting with people. You know, the content doesn't matter as much, I believe, as the connection. But also being compassionate with themselves. You know, we all mess up. <laughs> we all make messes. And so, um, you know, being compassionate is really part of, you know, being honest about that, telling your truth, right, and, like, moving on. So I think, it, you know, they're all really amazing leadership principles, actually. Right. Well, two of those two in particular that you're saying are, some of the key competencies and some of the emotional intelligence configuration, the connecting things called building bonds, the compassion is really around empathy, and, and then I'm glad you're bringing it not only with others, but that empathy for yourself, too. Yeah. Now, your work focuses on building self-respect in girls and women and now teen boys, too, but you've just been talking a little bit about connection. So what is this connection between self-respect and leadership that you find that is so important to drive home in this particular group, uh, you know, the age range that you're working on? Well, I think one of the biggest things about leaders, you know, and I, I believe, you guys believe this too, I believe everyone can be a leader. So not only a leader in their own life, but, you know, a leader of, of the rest of us to create change. But a big component of that, you know, is being bold and is taking risks and is trusting yourself and taking amazing care of yourself. And so I think all of that rolls into self-respect, you know, just knowing you're a worthy person and you're meant to be here and you have a mission. And so that's what we really want to wake up in the girls and in the people we work with. One of the favorite respect basics right off the bat is follow your passions. You know, they really make the connection between if I'm doing what I love and what I believe in and what I stand for, I feel my self-respect growing. And so I think leaders are always, like, creative and going out there and following their heart about something, you know. So I think um, a big component of self-respect is knowing that if you have this urge to be a leader and do something, you know, you need to listen to yourself and know that you're worthy of 
taking those steps and doing that. And then if you fold in the other basics like getting help and those kinds of things, you know, you'll get the support you need to make a big impact. Well, it sounds like, Courtney, one way, one vehicle for this is, is this new program that you alluded to before called uh, Respect Rally and Respect Keep It Going, the Respect Keep It Going uh, kit. Uh, so what, what does that look like? What do young women get from this experience? Well, like Kathy, I've been to a lot of women's conferences and a lot of workshops, either as a leader or a participant, and what I wanted to create for girls and women and now young men was a, um, a safe space um, where they were all working together in one room, so not making all these big transitions like we often do at conferences. And so the Respect Rally is a time to marinate in the basics, so we focus on self-respect, then mutual respect, and then respect for all. So how are you going to create change? And they just do a series of exercises, whether it be dialogue, visualizations, um, you know, interactive games, to explore these basics from a lot of different angles and start to kind of see how they can really use them, um, no matter what goal they have or no matter what dilemma they're facing, that they can pull out a basic um, to help them create more respect in their lives. And, and to just, you know, ultimately what this is about is thriving. You know, it's getting where you want to go and being the resources this world needs you to be. That's our ultimate outcome. And then also ending forms of disrespect like violence. That's another major outcome we're going for. Mm-hmm. Now, Courtney, I'd love for you to talk about your journey and how you became a leader uh, of women and how you became a leader as a young woman. But before we do that, we're going to take a break. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to think about that. And we'll be right back. We're talking to Courtney McAventa, and you're listening to Leadership Development News. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women Nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's healthy people to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. 
seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with uh, Courtney McAvinta. And we're talking about her book, Respect. And I think one of the things that was that you talked about earlier on was from your own life. But maybe you can tell a little bit more of your story, Courtney, of, you know, what, how did you get to where you're at now, you know, to become the leader that you are? Sure. One of the things I always share with girls and women when I meet with them is that, you know, I'm not here today because I wrote a book. Um, my first memory in life is actually of a scary day in my household where my mom was holding me up as like a human shield to try to get my dad to stop beating Mm. her. And what I know now is that I was just two years old when that incident happened. And what I later learned when I was so confused about this haunting memory was that, you know, both of my parents were victims of child abuse and other neglect They both didn't finish high school, and my father went to prison by 19, and my mom was a teen mom by 16. So that family experience is really what drove this internal sense in me of, you know, that's not right. I had a deep sense of the injustices that were going on at a young age, and that ultimately um, attracted me to journalism, you know, wanting to create change through writing about these issues, and then that led to the book. So I feel like a very homegrown (laughs) leader. Um, I didn't go to special leadership schools or conferences or training um, until my 20s and 30s. So it really started for me out of personal experience. And that's a pretty, I want to say, invasive personal experience. So when you started thinking about how to take something that was not necessarily positive and turn it into a winning formula to help make you and others extremely positive. What, how did you do that? What, what was the thinking, the process? Because I'm sure many of our listeners have had experiences in their lives that have been less than positive, and they're trying to find that, you know, kind of that silver lining to the, to the cloudy day and, and feel a way um, through perhaps your own experience that they can take that and make it a positive for them, if not for anybody else. You know, one of the things I think can be really powerful is to actually not be completely healed before you start taking a leadership role in your world. So, you know, there's just such high success rates, for example, of girls 
or college-age women who are recovering from eating disorders, you know, once they start mentoring high school girls around that topic, their recovery really gets strong, for example. And I know women are very attracted to this. So I really say whatever pain you're going through, definitely turn it into power. And one of the first steps around that will be having your own, you know, having the, knowing that you are valuable and getting help first so that you can start to, you know, be stronger and process your own experiences. But then from there, you know, really taking a stand against what it is that has gotten you off the road to respect and a stand for what you want to change. And that's the place where we can really start to be positive and healthy, I believe, is when we think about what do we want instead. So not focusing and dwelling in the negative, you know, definitely doing the work to heal from that, but thinking about what do I want instead? Do I want a world like I do? I have, we're having a little baby boy. You know, do I want a world where this little boy and all little boys are not inflicted with violence and do not commit violence? That's what I want. And that stake may be bigger than my lifetime, but I think that's how you can start getting drawn into the work that you need to do. And one of the biggest things is to go, you know, be a peer leader. So if your dilemma that you've been dealing with, for example, is domestic violence, you know, it's Domestic Violence Awareness Month right now, for example, not only getting help, but also how can you be a peer leader to other domestic violence victims and help them? And, is, and so is that something that you were able to do kind of earlier in your career, that when, you were, when you were young, take a leadership role and, and do some of this mentoring? Definitely. I mean, in my early 20s, one of the first things I was drawn to besides becoming a journalist was volunteering with girls' organizations. Uh-huh. So that was my start into this work was, you know, being a volunteer, being a mentor, being a volunteer coach. And that just really got me on the right path once I started working with girls and wanting so much for them what I wanted for myself, which was more self-respect and to thrive. That really accelerated um, right. my healing and my self-respect so that I could be a stronger leader. You know, one of the things that's interesting, and just uh, being a psychologist and, and both Kathy and I love the brain neuroscience stuff, some of the research that they're saying is what happens is uh, this relabeling you know, taking yourself out of the fear and the amygdala. And I imagine when you're doing this, the uh, mentoring and helping others, you're, you're really bringing a different part of your brain into it that's kind of got more kind of cognitive integration than just sitting in the emotion. And so that, that all, just that action itself can um, reframe, relabel, and, and make, make what's gone on in your past more palatable. Yeah, one of the most powerful activities we do in our respect rally is a future self-visualization. Mm-hmm. So we spend a little time, you know, telling our truth about the disrespect we've seen going on, but we don't live there at the rally. You know, we really focus on where do we want to go. And future self is the most popular activity. And, I mean, I've done it with girls as young as 10 years old. And they love looking into the future and meeting themselves and connecting the dots between how do I need to respect myself today to get to where I want to go tomorrow? And so I think this is what we all want. Like, we all want to reframe, you know, these negative experiences and turn them into powerful ignition to create change. And I see it in as girls as young as 10 doing this and wanting this. You know, um, one of the things that strikes me, and really I'm not sure if, if it strikes you the same way, here we go with gender differences in leadership. You know, women are given so many different messages than men. Uh, so girls versus boys. And I'm curious if in your work, uh, especially around these respect rallies and the respect, you know, keep it going kits, how, how do you 
differentiate and, and are are there some strong uh, I want to say differentiations that you've seen show up that you've had to pay attention to to help make these young people more successful? You know, we just started working with boys this year, and I had some fear around that, teen boys and young men, you know, about, wow, you know, how much research do we need to do and how much do we need to change the rally to make it work for them? And so instead of, you know, agonizing over it, we just simply put a group of guys and girls through the girl program and told the guys that's what was happening. And they told us that these issues were very, very universal, um, and they really went for it. One of the most surprising things I've seen with the teen boys, so the girls are, um, you know, raring to go, raring to open up a little bit faster than the boys. But one of the surprising things the young men told us was that they actually needed the girls there to help them open up faster. And that what I've seen in them is they're just very, very sincere. And often their reflections and observations can even be deeper than the girls. And what I make up about that is that these young men are just not even giving the opportunity in the spaces um, to discuss these issues the way that girls may be mm-hmm. given that more organically, you know, from their magazines to their moms to the, you know, the culture that they're living in. And the boys are really dying for this opportunity to speak up and explore these issues. And um, one of the respect basics that hits home the most with boys actually is also setting boundaries. I feel like they're never given as many messages about saying no when they want to and that sort of thing, the way that girls may be given that, those messages from more of a defense perspective. And I would say having a, also a teenage boy, some of the machismo uh, aspects of you know becoming who they, who they are can also be in, in being critical and put downs and stuff for others. And so it's you know it's that way of kind of building themselves up. And so that's that I think of really setting setting boundaries. I know it's even with my son, you know sometimes some of his friends can kind of be mean, and, and it, it is setting those boundaries and saying, look, I don't like that, I don't appreciate that. Um, you know, let's put our energy this way. So I think those would go go across the genders. Mm-hmm. And the girls really need encouragement. They're so ready to lead. I mean, I've just never seen one who's not, you know, mm-hmm. and they just really need encouragement around using their own creative ideas and having the confidence, you know, that they have great ideas to create change and just believing in their own ideas and stepping into that. That's where I see that they, that they enjoy that little push that they get at the rallies. You know, I'm a little concerned about one thing, and that is that young women are given opportunities often, and you were just saying how the boys need the girls to open up and, you know, kind of get into the conversation. But I think girls um, are, are often given messages by, I don't know, society, we'll just put it that way for right now, not to be ambitious. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how your program for Respect Rx, where you're setting boundaries, which is a good thing, might conflict with our opportunities as young women to become all we can be and to share our ambitions without feeling like we're being, you know, boastful or, or you know, putting ourselves out there in the spotlight that might shut other people down. Yeah, that's a that's a totally interesting observation. Um, the last part of the rally, what we really focus on is them coming up with their big ideas to create change. And what we have them do throughout the rally, to exactly to your point, to have them just keep stepping into speaking up and sharing their ideas and, you know, shining really bright is they are throughout the rally taking the stage and talking into the microphone. And I think people often think, oh, it's just a sharing technique. And it's like, it really is about the microphone. I love seeing girls speak their ideas into a loud, booming microphone. It has an effect 
mm-hmm. on them and the rest of the room. And that's why I love, for example, working with the girls' rock camps because they teach girls how to sing and yell into a microphone, which is really powerful. Um, but definitely, you know, when we talk about setting boundaries, we're not talking about any limitations on them. We want them. That's why the second part of that basic is speak up. You know, we want them to say their ideas. And, and a big outcome of the rally is just what does it feel like to be in a respectful space where I can actually do this? You know, this is a free-for-all at the rally. This is a space for them to really open up and speak their minds. And, you know, they create their own respect pack. And one of the first things they always add, which I'm so proud of them for, is, you know, no judging, no putting down each other's ideas. Um, so they create that space right from the beginning. And one of the biggest things we see girls wanting to do as leaders, um, besides taking the stage, which is great, and speaking up, um, is they often want to lead their own, you know, major transformative programs for younger women. So there's such this built-in love for other girls. Um, and I think girls get a bad rap with all this mean girl stuff, and it's not what I see. Well, this is great. Um... We're going to have to go to a break now, but we'll be right back. And we're talking with um, Courtney McAvinta and her book uh, on respect. So we'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women Nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's healthy people to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're speaking with Courtney Beckett, author of Respect. And, uh, Courtney, we're uh, very curious, uh, Raleigh and I, as we said at the beginning of the show, we both are dealing with teenagers in the home. And just as a kind of a, on a personal note and as a, a kind of a farewell message here to our listeners as well, what advice for teens and parents is the most difficult to discuss given your experience, and how can we how can we help those discussions move along with our kids? I think some of the topic areas that are obviously difficult these days um, are issues like the same. I think these are historical issues, but um, sex and sexual content. You know, teens today are dealing with a lot more sexual content than maybe we were because they have the internet and texting and all this other stuff. And I think those topics are difficult because parents, you know, want to, they're concerned and they want to give these warnings and the teens are just like, hey, this is just my life. And they're kind of not, is, they're more desensitized to it. So I think that's a topic area that can be really tough. And obviously, like, respect comes into play there big time. And I, I have a follow-up question uh, on this. And especially you're kind of, you're getting an inside look into lots of teens we're dealing with, you know, discipline and what's the best way to discipline and stuff. Anything that you've heard from them, because I'm sure you've heard all the stories of what didn't work, but anything that maybe around discipline and boundaries that parents then are sending for them, what seems to what seems to work from their uh, their viewpoint? Well, the number one way that teens tell me that they feel respected is when people listen to me. So I think giving a little more breathing room, you know, as parents and kind of taking putting our coach hats on and really deeply listening to them and what's going on um, before we jump in with our guidelines and advice and, you know, and that sort of thing. And also parents, you know, going ahead and having some awesome boundaries themselves, you know, not only for their own self-care and taking care of themselves, but also sticking to the boundaries that they have with their kids. I mean, girls especially tell me they view boundaries from their parents deep down as a sign of respect, you know. So girls were telling me the other day about a friend who mom let her boyfriend sleep overnight and he was older. And I said, well, what do you think that's message that's sending and they said it's like her mom saying that she doesn't care about her Mm. so I want parents to trust their guts around that boundaries are great and having their boundaries and sticking to them from a place of self-respect for themselves as parents is it sends a great message and deep down it does penetrate with the teens it's it's fascinating when you think about how you have taken such an extraordinary conversation and just made it so simple, broke it down to such a, you know, very simple level. It means when you do this that it's A, B, or C. And I think for a, a teen or a leader or a future leader to recognize that that is success, creating simplicity, breaking things down that are relatively complex in nature to things that are simple, make the lives of decision-making and the ability to create boundaries and to have self-esteem and to eliminate self-doubt make it so much easier because when you can make something that complex, that simple, you're a real leader. And it really is about practice. You know, it's like self-respect to me is a, is a daily renewal. It's a daily practice. And, and some days I'm off my game and I need to, you know, 
focus on one basic more than another. But that's what I love about the basics is, you know, they're not linear. Um, they're a circle, really. And you can use any one of them or a combination of them to not only make good choices, but also, you know, have the impact that you want to make. I think just for for, uh, for the teens to know that it's not uh, perfect and it's something you really got to work on, but it's it's really those conversations over and over that really ingrain some of those these basics that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that we want to make sure that everybody knows how to reach you. And uh, for those of you who've been listening, we've been talking to Courtney McAvinta, and she's the author of Respect. She also has a company called Respect Rx, and so her website is www.respectrx, like in a prescription, dot com. I'll say that again, www.respectrx.com. Rx.com. And just a, a quick final question for you, Courtney. When you look back at the book and you think about what you wrote, if and when you write a new book, what are you going to add that you think might be really different from what you originally set out to write in the first book? Well, it's funny because I am working on my new book, which is for um, women 18 to 25, so kind of aging up with the teens. And when will that be out? And um, I'm working on the, we're just finishing the proposal now, so we're hoping late 2010, but you know how that goes. Um, But we're we're really close with the agent on the proposal, so I'm excited about that. Um, But what I would do differently is kind of what we've already done, which is what's great about the web, which is reworking the basics. So the basics in the team book were different, and um, the basics we're using now are the ones that you talked about. So I think that's a big focus, and also um, in the next book, really having more of a clear focus on self-care and how that's such a big part mm. of self-respect. I think that, that, that's great to hear that because I think in, even working with leaders and executives, the self-care is kind of that self-management and there's so much going on that that's the part that I think gets ignored or neglected is, you know, how am I taking care of myself and how can I be my best, best person, you know, stuff that we end up doing and coaching all the time. And that's where some disrespect can really spark up because when we don't take care of ourselves, we do become impatient and, you know, a lot of other things with other people. So I think it's a big part of spreading respect is, you know, taking care of yourself first. No, absolutely. Well, this has been eye-opening. It's been, I think, truly uh, innovative in terms of where you're taking it and helping our leaders grow for the future. I hope those who are listening who are parents or future parents who are thinking about their grandchildren look to you for advice and visit your website. And thank you for being such a terrific guest and sharing all this wonderful knowledge with the intention of just paying it forward. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Courtney, and good luck as you move into your new stages in your, in your life and career. Thank you. I guess as a new mom, you'll have a whole book to read. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> new mom of a little boy. <laughs> well, we look forward to hearing about all your future endeavors and new books, and you'll have to come back and visit us. So this is Leadership Development News. Thank you very much for tuning in and then tune in again uh, next week. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you're leaving us today with some great ideas and inspiration from today's top leaders. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.